Awesome. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. It's going to be another beautiful day. As you can see, Pastor Jeff isn't here, but anytime he's not here, you know it's the next man or woman up. So hopefully we, 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 we can fill his spot, hopefully, you know. We can't replace him, but we can, we can stand in for him for sure. Amen. Is there anybody here for the very first time? Do we have any guests? Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. I just wanted to, I would have said who I am, Dave Parker Jr., you know. Head usher with Eric Furback. We lead an awesome usher team. Couldn't do it without them. Awesome people. Well, let me start off by saying I've been extremely blessed all of the years I've served here at RLC. Most of you who've been here know that um, I started coming through Vacation Bible School with my parents. Um, so that's really the reason why I'm here. Um, awesome. Just can't say enough about Vacation Bible School. But it also helped me find my direction in life, and it helped me build a relationship with the Lord, and that's extremely important. It helped me to be the man that I am today. You see, I've seen a lot of people come and go, but I've realized that God has a home church for each and every one of us. I believe everyone should be connected to a local church to build, help build their faith and to fulfill their calling. I've learned so much over the years, and everyone, <clears throat> and I believe that some things I have to share to everyone who is willing to listen, to understand the importance of the church and what God has to say about it. I have had many conversations with people, either at my job or my family about this subject, and I keep hearing that many people believe they don't need church or that they don't see the value in it in their relationship with God. Now, I'm a little biased because I've been going to church most of my life, so I've obviously seen the fruit of what going that long has done, but I will argue that point that it's very necessary, and we'll get into that. I believe that this is worth talking about because there's a lot of things God wants us to know about this subject so that we can have the best relationship with him possible. But before I start to discuss this, I want to just pray, first of all, so that God gives us ears to hear, and not just ears to hear, but to be able to put his words into action when we do hear it. Amen? Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to be your vessel today. Allow me to speak only what you want me to say. Make this message clear and easy to understand. I thank you for the transformation this message will bring to each and every man and woman who will hear it and give us the strength to apply it to our lives so that we can be effective in bringing more people to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You know, there's so many different reasons why the church is important to God and to us. But I just want to highlight six reasons that I believe you'll get a lot from and you'll understand. The very first reason that I believe God uses the church is to accomplish his work on the earth. So if God's going to have an impact, he's got to do it through us. But we have to be willing, correct? 
Well, Philippians chapter 2, verses 13 in the New Living Translation says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So right there, God is telling us he works in each of us. Now, to work in each of you, you have, the Holy Spirit must be asked. You have to ask God. You have to invite God into your heart. So that's the very first thing. And then he gives you the desire and the power is the Holy Spirit. You see, if I am going to work, if I am going to do the work of Christ, it starts with a desire first and then comes from a relationship with him. And that will take time, probably your whole life. <laughs> but that's okay. You see, if I'm going to be like Christ, I must train myself to think like him, right? Anybody who's good in anything in life has to train their thought process. Whether you're an athlete, you have to train your mind. You know, you have to use weights and different things like that. So we have to study his word. We have to pray. You know, we have to observe what he likes and doesn't like, right? To do the work of God, I must have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of me, which I just explained, the influence of other Christians because we have to know in what a mature walk or relationship looks like. So we have to walk with people who have done it, right? Makes sense. And the obedience to his word. So when he commands us to do things in his word, we have to apply it to our lives so that we see the benefit of it. When I accepted God into my heart, it should make me want to get connected into the church and fellowship with believers who also think like Christ, right? You would think it would be a natural byproduct. You ask him into your life or into your heart. It's the beginning of a change. Now you get connected. It works hand in hand, and I'll, I'll show you what I mean. You see, I've learned so much from other believers' struggles and victories that have helped me build my own faith. So this is why I say we need other people. If I, if I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I choose not to, and I choose not to, oops, sorry. If I choose not to get involved in his church or his fellowship with his people, would that really please God? No. No. It would go against the very thing that he is. He's telling you that we need that connection. You see, God has given myself and many of you gifts, right, to make money, for instance, right? Because we have to have jobs. We need to put, you know, gas, you know, heat in our vehicles, that, things of that nature. But that's why some of us are bankers, lawyers, firemen, policemen, government and state workers, right? He can use people in all walks of life if we allow him. I choose to function the best way I can in my job so people see God in me and want the same for themselves. I represent God wherever I go. Setting a good example is very important. I'm called to serve others, so what better way to serve others than on your job, right? Or at your church or everywhere you go. That's backed up by scripture also because 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 in the easy-to-read version says, God has shown you his grace in many different ways. 
So be good servants and use whatever gift he has given you in a way that will best serve each other. So here again, he gives us gifts to do several things. One of them is to make a living, but two of them, another one is to help serve each other, right? Because we're going to experience things together, but we have to be able to get through them together as well. People need to see honest, hardworking, committed, caring, and positive men and women represent God here on the earth. And Jeremy just made a perfect example of that, of what you guys do in the Boilermaker. It has an impact when people see godly people. The second reason the church is important. Sorry. The second reason the church is important is God's word instructs us to be involved in the church. So that's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 25 in the New Living Translation. And that says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. So here again, he's talking about us gathering together. If we're going to if we're going to do and have an impact as a church, we have to be together. And how are we together? Well, RLC has three services weekly, depending on the schedule, two services every Sunday, 8.30 and 10.30, life care services also on Wednesday at 7. Sorry, <laughs> I'm having some issues with this mic. Okay, thank you. <laughs> See, that's why we need each other right there. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So, we talked about our two services, 8.30 and 10.30. We talked about life care, which is on every Wednesday at 7 p.m. here at the church. And they run three months at a time. Quick story. Me and my wife many years ago were life care leaders actually with Mickey Reed and her group. And every week, every other week, Life Care was at our house. Well, we had so many years of sharing praise reports and, and prayer requests, we really saw God move in a mighty way. But just to change some things up a little bit, we, we started having um, Life Care game nights. Now, I can tell you, if they're anything like my family game nights, you talk about competition. <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. These life care game nights, I had one night, it was a Friday night. It went till 2 in the morning. Yeah. Listen, we love God, but we also love competition. <laughs> let's, let's get that straight right now. But we had an awesome time. It was. It was a blast. And, and there again, it's gathering together and, and worshiping God no matter what you do. Catchphrase is a good board game, just saying. <laughs> Addicting, but good. Also, what's another way that we get together? There's praise and prayer service, which we just had. It's once a month, every Monday at 7 p.m., or once a month on a Monday at 7 p.m. here at the church. And we even have Zoom available for people online who want to join who can't make it in person. 
So see there again, if you can't make it, you have Zoom. So you're still a part of it. The church offers men and women's events in ver- at various times. Some, some of the men, we went to Iron Sharpens Iron in Syracuse. That was awesome. You know, we got to go to different seminars and, and things. You women have gotten to go to, used to go to Speculator for the women's retreats. And some you guys have had guest speakers. But again, the church provides all this stuff so that we can fellowship and gather and learn from each other. That's the point. See, we were created to have relationship with God and others. Life was never intended to be alone. Every man and woman goes through difficult times in their lives, but we need each other and God to get through it. And I think that's the point. God knows that we need him and each other. Now, this is an event that I go to every year, and this is totally um, has nothing to do with the church here, but you'll understand my point. Every year I go to a men's event. It's called the Band of Brothers Boot Camp. This event is three days. It runs from a Thursday to a Sunday. And we talk about many different topics that men struggle with. We talk about relationships with their wives, relationship with their kids. We talk about God's intention for a man and his role in the home. It's based on a book, uh, a Christian book called Wild at Heart. If you've never read it and you're a man, it's a must read because some, a lot of men don't understand why they go through the battles and the struggles they go through. And this book lays it out. If you're a woman, a girlfriend or a wife, you should read the book too because it's important for you to pray for the man be, to see how he's, he, see the enemy attacks us different than he attacks you. So it's very important for you to read that so that you can pray for your man effectively. John Eldridge in this book says, every man has an adventure to live, a beauty to rescue, and a battle to fight. And isn't that, isn't that message written in most of our, you know, favorite movies and our stories? Absolutely. You see, I've attended 10 of these boot camps. I knew once I went to one, I had to bring other guys back. And through those 10 boot camps, I've seen many, many men give their life to the Lord I've seen a lot of men rededicate themselves because they realize their life had gotten off track with God. Again, it's another great way to fellowship with groups of believers. The third reason the church is important is it's God's, for God's people, it teaches God's people where they're taught his word so they can grow spiritually. So see, where would we go and hear the word, right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing. So we have to hear it over and over, but we have to hear it somewhere. Well, why is that? Because 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 18, in the New Living Translation says, But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. God strategically puts us where he needs us to be if we allow him. And I'm going to explain that. In this scripture, Paul is comparing the church to the human body. Because just as a human body part has a specific function, so does every member in this church. I mean, think about your arm. Your arm needs your hand. Your hand needs your fingers 
to pick up and grab something, right? They work together. Every person who chooses to be used by God has a part to play in this church. From the men in the parking lot that you see when you first drive in to the pastor or the speaker of the, you know, speaking up here to give the message. You see, so many people help in preparation for the word to be delivered so that everyone who walks in this church will hear God's word. Let me explain. It starts with our awesome and dedicated parking lot men. When you see them, it's their job to make sure that you get into a spot safely. Number one, right? You, they greet you with a smile. So really, they set the tempo. If it's raining for you women, they give you an umbrella to make sure that you don't get rained on. The guys, you know, we're tough. We can suck it up. <laughs> but they're instrumental because they're the very first person you see. Then you see our greeters. And again, you're greeted with a smile. They hand you a welcome brochure. They tell you some things about the church. They probably ask you if you're new here or not. They can give you other information. But there's another friendly face that you see. Then we come to our ushers, who usually stand at the double doors there. And again, we welcome you. We can seat you if you, if you would like. Or if you have kids with you, we can tell you about our res kids, you know, six weeks to sixth grade, or if you're seventh grade to college age, we can tell you about Quest. So therefore, we know that your kids are being ministered to while you're being ministered to in the sanctuary. So see, now you see we're starting to work together. That's what God does. So then you would come in, and you're going to see these, these wonderful scriptures on here. Right? When you praise and worship, you, you had words to songs. That's because of our awesome multimedia and our soundboard who work extremely hard. As I was preparing for this message, I, I had to give them the scriptures and I had to give them the title and all that stuff. But they help get this service ready and that there's huge value to that. See, I'm a little partial and this isn't in my notes, but John is a personal friend of mine. I used to work with him years ago. So when I seen him and his family come here, I couldn't have been happier because that connection started a long time ago. And John is wonderful, and so is his family. <laughs> so God, God has a, a plan. You just got to follow it. Also, <clears throat> the audio and video. So he needs to make sure, as you can see, I was having temporary difficulties with the mic earlier. He, we have people, he is part of that team that makes sure that Kevin Jablonski came down. He helps. Thank you, Kevin, again, that makes sure that everything runs smoothly. Your children are being ministered to, I told you, in the Quest and the Res Kids, because we have anointed teachers back there who love God and love your children. And it's vital that they teach our children the word of God. Amen? We have our praise and worship team, Shelby and Gabe. They're, it's their job for us to prepare you for the message, right, as they sing songs and words of encouragement, and they do a great job at that. Just another part of God getting us ready for the message. 
And then the pastor or the speaker will deliver the message during the service. And while that is not an easy job by any means, because <laughs> we have to study and look up scriptures and all that, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. See, what I'm trying to get across is God has a specific place for everyone who is willing to serve. You will always be directed to the Welcome Center also. As you come in, it's right off of the foyer. You will either come as a guest to receive your free gift or a member. You'll be an RLC member coming to collect your word for you today, which has awesome wisdom in it if you don't read that. That's a good start to the day. You see, there's so much information in that Welcome Center. Even I'm still learning some of the different information that's in there, right? They have information about the missionary field. They have local events, right? Stuff about CareNet, that Walk for Life is coming up. Also, there's even a T-shirt in there about the Arf, that the RFA band wears with distinctive with a distinctive logo on the back, and that's that's us. That's RLC. So everywhere the band goes, so does RLC. Just saying. So see, God works every joint supplies. There's a need for everybody. We support them, and that's important. The fourth reason that the church is important is it's a path for the believers to use their spiritual gifts. Now, we already talked about God giving us gifts to, you know, work and pay bills. But now we're talking about spiritual gifts, so it's a little different. In Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, in the easy-to-read version, it says, we all have different gifts. Each gift came because of the grace of God gave us. Whoever has the gift of prophecy should use that gift in a way that fits the kind of faith they have. Whoever has the gift of serving should serve. Whoever has the gift of teaching should teach. Whoever has the gift of comforting others should do that. Whoever has the gift of giving should help others give generously. Whoever has the gift of leading should work hard at it. Whoever has the gift of gift of showing kindness to others should do it gladly. So here again, now you're talking about gifts that we're to use here with each other. I can honestly tell you, I never thought I would be in front of the church giving a message about God's word, but God had other plans. There is no limit to what God can do in my life if I just allow him access. See, I did not pick to preach messages. It picked me. Here's what I mean. You see, I think God gives us all gifts and talents that we may not be fully aware of. But at the right time, he sends someone into your life or several people to pull it out of you because now it's time to use that gift. You see, there's many of you who said, ah, you're going to be up there preaching. And I would just be like, they're crazy. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And here I am. Here's a, here's a quick example. Do you remember Pat Kirk? 
So she had a cousin, Beth, that came here. She was from Missouri. And Pat Kirk came here. This was some years ago. The second time I met her, she said to me, I, I don't know if I was supposed to tell you this, but I had, when I came in here and I saw you, I had a vision of you um, up front. Are you in the ministry? And I'm like, well, I'm an usher. <laughs> she said, no, I'm talking about preaching a message. I said, no. She said, well, you probably should. So me being, me walking away and being like, what is this? Now, this woman doesn't know me that well. She's, I told you she met me. This is the second time she met me. So I'm like, oh, okay. The very first message that I preached, when I preached the second service, I came down. She was in the audience on this side. <laughs> and it's one of those moments in times where both of our eyes kind of meet. And I like ran over to her and I says, who spoke that years ago? <sighs> you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. The fifth reason the church is necessary to help, is to help God's people connect with other believers in the church. So here again, to serve each other, to have connection with each other, because we have to know what a spiritual walk looks like. Pastor Gabe has been with the Lord for who knows how many years. This is why he's a mentor. We need to know what that spiritual walk looks like, what he's been through, so that we, he can point us in the right direction, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, in the, in the New King James Version says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. With the comfort in which we ourselves are comforted by God. So see, we don't know what we're going to endure, but we're there to be and go through things with each other because you're going to go through something. You see, God wants us to love, pray, comfort, and forgive people on a daily basis. Life will deal us some times of sorrow, like the loss of a loved one, Sometimes it's divorce. Sometimes there are addictions and many other life struggles, but we must stay connected and always pray for God's wisdom. We also have journey of recovery, which Pastor Gabe and his wife Judy are the heads of. And that is a smaller, tightly knit family walking together towards increased spiritual growth, freedoms, and healing of such kind of situations. You see, whether you have an addiction, a habit, a hang-up, just those three, we all could be in there because who doesn't have that? But at least you have a support system, and that's the point, to know what God's Word says so that you can be delivered of things that may hold you back in your walk with God. Like I said, you never know what God is going to present in your life, but when we do the things that we're supposed to, when we walk in faith, he can do anything. Well, one of the members here, I know very well, her name is Lorette Adams. She was a co-worker of mine at Rome Lab. She's now retired. 
um, one day she overheard me talking in the hallway about life care and, you know, how we pray for people. So she happened to ask me, could you please pray for my nephew who had gotten in a really bad car accident as he got hit by a dump truck? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Thank God we have people who are faithful to pray. Because after much prayer, her nephew walked out of that hospital two weeks later and after many surgeries is alive and well today. Now, if, if I would have showed you, if I still would have had them because I showed them to our life care, I had pictures of the car. There's no way you would have thought he walked out. But God is who he is. Amen? So, now, Lorette and her, hus her husband, Bob, are members here. And they come with the rest of their family. So I get to enjoy them here. They're great people and they love God too. So you see what I'm saying? It's all about following the plan and doing what we're supposed to do. Love people. Pray. And finally, <clears throat> the last reason that I'm going to discuss that the church is important is it's God's outlet for outreach and evangelism. Now, I got to say this church does a phenomenal job of, of both of that. But we're intentional about it too. That's Pastor Gabe's word. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 in the New Living Translation says, and this is actually Jesus saying it. So if you're in your Bible, it's usually in red. But he says, go into the world and preach the good news to everybody. Well, we discuss God's word with our families, our coworkers, and people we don't know. That's part of spreading the gospel, is it not? I am willing to share my testimony of what God has done for me with anyone because I know what it's, I'm grateful for it. There's so many different ways to communicate God's love, but my heart has to be willing and my attitude needs to be right first and foremost. You see, here at RLC, we have Vacation Bible School, which is actually coming up, so we can communicate to the kids who don't know Jesus that a man 2,000 years ago died on the cross so that they could live with God for eternity. That's just one thing that we do. Several years ago, we created the city of Bethlehem, right, in the quest wing so that people, we invited the community, friends and family to walk through right? And they got to see the birth of Jesus. They got to experience the synagogues, that mean old tax collector with the centurions who thought they were bad, you know. But they got to learn the story about God's son who was born of a virgin, his mother Mary, and that one day he would die on a cross and take the punishment for our sins so that we could have eternal life with Father God. That was a huge success. Hundreds of people went through that. If you were a part of it, you remember. It was awesome. And, and didn't they even uh, televise it or do a video on it, something like that, I was told? I didn't do it that year, but I, I think they did a video of it. Also, we have our fall fellowship. So, again, another way to get the gospel out. It's RLC's substitute for Halloween, which 
The church, again, invites family and friends, and we gather at Skate A While. Now, I grew up going to Skate A While, and although it still looks the same as when I was a kid, <laughs> it was still a good time. I mean, you know, we music, we used to break dance, you know, when I was skinny, of course, but those days are over. <laughs> but again, a good time to, sh- to share laughs and roller skate and listen to good music and just love on people, you know. Every opportunity makes a difference. Many years ago, also, the church used to do a back-to-school blessing where other churches were involved. Uh, We did it right at the city hall where we purchased hundreds of backpacks and filled them all with school supplies and give them out to people who needed them just to say, we love you, and so does Jesus, right? We set up grills. We, We grilled hamburgers and hot dogs. It was awesome. There was music playing. But this is, this is what the church is supposed to do. We're supposed to be there to spread God's word and his love. I would say that comes pretty easy, but I've been going here a little while. <laughs> and so with most of you. So before we, I close, let's just review the reasons the church is important to God. The first reason is, to accomplish his work on the earth. And we've discussed that. He, he can use anybody, but we have to be willing. Number two, he instructs us to be involved in church. Because if none of you are involved, none of this happens. Number three, he teaches his people, his word, to grow spiritually. If we're going to be the best men and women for God, we have to know his word. Amen. Number four is it's God's path for believers to use their spiritual gifts. We want to be mature Christians, and when people ask those hard questions, we want to be able to answer them, right? So we got to use those gifts. Number five, to help God's people connect with other believers. Remember, we had to disciple. We have to walk alongside people who've done it. That's why I try to stick to Pastor Gabe like glue. He's been through some stuff. So. And number six is it's God's outlet for outreach and evangelism. It's important that what we, the knowledge that God gives us, we share with other people so that we can build the kingdom. Right? Because one day he's coming back and we want to be prepared. In closing... I hope this message has allowed you to see just how vital and important the role of the church is and how being connected is key to a relationship with Christ so that we can grow and mature in our spiritual journey. Since I have been connected here at RLC, I have served in many areas and events, and I understand the value of doing God's work by making myself available to be used by him. The church needs faithful people to have a great impact who are ready and willing to do what is needed to ensure we receive, people receive Jesus' love. One of the best things I've ever did in my 48 years that I've been on this earth is give my life to, the, to God because I realized the way I was living was wrong in God's eyes. You see, I was, the way I was living, I was an enemy. And I understood pretty quickly that Jesus died a horrible death 
on a cross for a crime he was innocent of and paid a debt of sin that I couldn't pay. You see, he paid my fine in full so I could spend eternity in heaven by making a choice to confess him as Lord and Savior. Believe that he died and rose three days later and, he, and that he would make me a new creation and forgive my sin. If you would like to make that decision today, please allow me to lead you in a prayer. Does anybody want to? Well, I believe that most of you have did that. And that's a good thing because your life is on a different path now. Now, just like us, we're in it. We're doing it, right? We're, we're trying to love on people and evangelize and build ourselves up so that we're better men and women of God for our families, for our coworkers, for everybody who's going to be in contact with us, right? Amen. Well, I thank you for being here. I thank you for sticking with me. Before I dismiss, though, I do want to pray for you. Um, so let's, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to speak your word and to be your vessel. And I thank you, Lord, that this word was clear and easy to understand so that we could take this word and apply it to our lives. Because if we're going to build your kingdom, we have to be obedient to when your word goes forth. I thank you, Lord, that this word would fall on solid ground, that we would immediately apply it and immediately share it so that people understand that your church is vital if we're going to do your will. I thank you, Lord, that you would be with each and every one of us for the rest of the weekend. I thank you that you would keep us safe, but I thank you that you would make us effective. And I think that you would give us that sense of urgency to share our, the gospel or your good news to everybody we come in contact with. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.